0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you
1: in good hands? all right let's go ahead and welcome in once again here on out of bounds on 1037 the buzz it is razorback offensive lineman josh braun and josh uh, appreciate you joining us as always man i wish we could have had a game to talk about that you guys ended up winning making it two in a row but it's good to have you on no matter what man how you doing
0: i'm good i'm good thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on
1: hey each and every time man and i know that it's this is a tough one to talk about i'm sure it's something that uh you know you're wanting to move on from which i know we will but Uh, just, and, and your synopsis, uh, you guys had played so tough in so many games, you guys lost some games, but one possession was really right there in the mix, but Mm -hmm. home game 48 to 10. I, I mean, how, how do you explain kind of what, what all went down and what all happened in this
0: one? Yeah. I mean, definitely wasn't the showing we wanted. Um, I mean, to put it bluntly, it was embarrassing on all fronts, um, as to how this happened, I mean, I'm sure many people are asking themselves how this could possibly happen given we've been competitive in so many games. But at the end of the day, I mean, to start a game as poorly as we did um, offensively and and the miscommunication on special teams that allowed a touchdown to happen and then to not respond positively and and generate any momentum, it's it's easy to fall into the – it's easy to dig yourself into a deep hole and then – not be able to dig yourself out of it. I mean, we ran six offensive plays and we were down 21-0. That, that's definitely a confidence killer. Um, I mean, but it's up to the offense to just keep plugging away at it, keep fighting, and that's something that we just, we've just we been able to do in past weeks during the season. It's just something we weren't able to do last week. And I mean, it's easy to look at this game and say there was no good things to come out of it. And I think the only possible good thing you could say came out of this game is, and it's a, it's a hard lesson to learn. And it's one you'd never want to repeat. It's getting your butt whooped sucks and you're reminded of how awful it feels for that to happen. And now we're going to do everything we possibly can to ensure that it doesn't happen again.
1: So just like, uh, we like the week leading up to the game and, and practice and everything was, it was a good practice Did everyone think everything feel right. And just the game happened and you kind of lost a little bit of confidence when you get down 21, nothing, or was it something that maybe there were some struggles that you saw just kind of like uh, going into it? Did you feel like you, you as not only an individual, but also as a team were, were confident and feeling good going into the Mm -hmm. game at least.
0: I feel like Monday and Tuesday, we had very strong practices. Um, We, we came out and executed at a high level. We moved with great tempo. And then Wednesday, we kind of had a misstep just tempo wise and um, things weren't as crisp as we would like it, but I feel like we corrected it on Thursday and just, when we got out on Saturday, we were just misfiring. There was, um, the special teams coach likes to say, uh, well, you're 111th of the team. You're 111th of the group that's on the field. And every play, we had just either one guy here, two guys there, uh, either a miscommunication or just uh, missing their assignments that ultimately caused the offense to stumble repeatedly. and And so, I mean, I I felt like we were prepared from a a coaching standpoint, from a physical standpoint. We just didn't execute at the level that it takes to be competitive in the SEC.
1: So now kind of just looking at it from from the locker room perspective, I know you guys have have gone through losses and, you know, it's been Mm -hmm. coming out and trying to get better and close ones too. But after a game like this, as as you called it embarrassing, just how's the locker room feel of everything right now? And just kind of the mentality of the team knowing that it uh, looks like bowl eligibility or at least post-season play might be out of the question at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely frustrated. This isn't how we imagined the season would go. And even when uh, the season started to trend down uh, near the end of the first half of the season with the consecutive losses we were building, we still had hope and we were still fighting. And and ultimately that, that ran its course and we haven't been able to turn the season around. And it's easy on the outside looking in to say, uh, at, at best, they finish five and seven. Bowl eligibility is out of the question. Um, they have nothing to play for. These two weeks are just a waste of their time. Um, they, they can't go to a bowl, so why are we even doing this? It's easy to to have that mentality. But, I mean, in, in the locker room, in, in our minds, our, our season became very simple. We have two games left. We we, we had 12 opportunities in the season so far, and, or we've had 10 opportunities in the season so far, and we've wasted seven. And so we, we have two final opportunities to make a statement about this 2023 Razorback football team. And we can either throw in the towel and, and play poorly this week and, and maybe uh, sleepwalk our way through a, a win against FIU and then keep that same mentality over the th- Thanksgiving break and, and not <laughs> put a product on the field that we're proud of against Missouri. Or we can buckle our chin straps, go to work every day, consistently get better, put something a product on the field that we're proud of against FIU and then make some fireworks and shock the world oh, two weeks from now and so that's basically this that's what's in our minds I mean we have two weeks left in the 2023 football season this team's never going to play again we have two seniors on the offensive line who have two more games and we want to send them <clears throat> we want to give them the best send off we possibly can and and I think no one expects much from us anymore um, given how poorly we've played at home specifically this season and having two more games to change the narrative. It's, it's unfortunate that we're in this situation, but we, we can still change our ending.
1: Speaking with Josh, Ron, on uh, a Razorback offensive lineman. Thanks to Matt Black, all state insurance here on out of bounds. Now, Josh, uh, uh, we'll move on to the kind of the future, but you did bring up something I'm curious on your thoughts. You talked about home and you know, that's the thing. It seems like this the, the team just has not played well at mm-hmm. home in Fayetteville. Even, you know, the Kent State game was one that uh, it still was a win, but may have had some frustrations. BYU, Mississippi State, now this one. Um, is there anything that you can put your, your finger on where you guys played so competitively against really good teams on the road, but then when it came to playing at home in front of the home crowd and the home fans, uh, it just didn't seem like it was uh, the same type of performance that you, maybe you got on the road.
0: I don't. I mean, it's – it's embarrassing that this is the product we've shown our fans at home. I mean, they, they spend their time and money to come out and watch us play and we, we haven't given them a good show. I mean, it's easy to get up for a game, a big game when you're at death Valley at night, when you're playing Alabama at Alabama. Um, I think home games, maybe we mentally approach differently. Um, That's that I can't, I, I personally, I don't, I can't speak for other players, but I mean, I think there's some disconnect when we play at home, as opposed to when we play on the road, that we need to fix whether it's our mindset and mentality or just how we prepare. Um, whether we think that because it's a home game, it's a it's a guaranteed win, um, which hasn't hasn't been the case. But uh, if we're approaching it that way, it's it's uh, something you you can't do. You have to approach every game, whether it's home or away, the exact same way. And we need to fix it before this weekend and next weekend.
1: So we had a chance to hear from Sam Pittman in the press conference on Monday and kind of where his mindset is moving forward. Just uh, what what has been just not only from coach Sam Pittman, but from coach Cody Kennedy, just the coaching staff in general. Uh, have you, is it still just the same status quo as if it was just week last week or this week, knowing the circumstances of where you guys are at or uh, just what's kind of been the coaches messages and vibe mm-hmm. towards you as the players in the locker room.
0: After a game like last week, they're, you can't remain the status quo. I mean, something has to change. Something has to give. And I think the, the thing they've been saying is just, it, it comes down to pride. I mean, we're, we're not fighting for bowl eligibility anymore. We're simply fighting for pride. We can lay down and, and not win another game or we can keep fighting, have pride in ourselves, have pride in this team, have pride in this state and succeed and put a product that we're proud of. I mean, that's all it comes down to, whether we have pride in ourselves and, and love for the university and our brothers to go out and fight and win. So
1: now you're turning the page against FIU, you never want to take any sort of game for granted, but getting out of conference play, it's something you guys haven't been a part of and since BYU, really. And uh, you know, 630 game in Fayetteville, uh, second to last game of the season. Just what do you make of FIU and kind of the the mentality and the game plan of going into this game and seeing it as hey, as you mentioned, you got you want to come out and have, uh, end on a positive note, Winning's two straight games at home, but what's just kind of the mindset and the game plan going into this one?
0: Definitely can't overlook it. I mean, we we need to execute at the level that we are able to. We need to score some points on offense. Defense is going to do what they do, and special teams is going to do what they do. But offensively, we need to score points and and put up, honestly put on a show for the fans. I mean, they're going to come to the game expecting greatness, and we need to be able to deliver it. FIU is still fighting for bowl eligibility, so they're not just going to come in and lay down. They have a chance to knock off an SEC opponent at home, which is something that their program would would hang banners for. I mean, it's an opportunity that doesn't come around many times, and they're not just going to let that opportunity go to waste. And we need to be ready for everything that they possibly have. And that, co- that means coming out, starting fast, executing at a high level, and keeping our foot on the gas throughout the whole game. Um, it's definitely one we can't overlook.
1: Well, and another thing too that sam Pittman uh, has talked about and just talking about the, the noise from outside uh, of the locker room you know obviously like job security and there's a lot of fans out mm-hmm. there that you know once coach Pittman fired or want to move on and everything sam Pittman talked about blocking out that noise and how he approaches it just as you as an individual and as a player I know we've little talked about it but uh, now it's kind of like here and it's and it's pretty heavy i'm sure coming from the outside walls just how, how are you as you and also perhaps the team just working to block out all of that noise and just focusing on the task at hand and not worrying about coaching carousel or hot seats or mm-hmm. anything like that?
0: I mean, it's something I struggle with and I need to get better at it. Um, I mean, I was, I was on Twitter yesterday, just, I think we were coming home from church and I was just checking it, seeing what was on there. And I saw some news that was unverified. And, and the last time I've had to go through a situation like that, um, I found out on Twitter before they were able to alert the team just because that's how the world works now. Um, so I spent most of yesterday afternoon wondering what was going to happen. If they were working something out, then they just haven't alerted the team yet because nothing was finalized and and so I wasted a good three or four hours in limbo not knowing what was going to happen. I mean it's uh, it's it's hard to explain it to people because it's such a foreign, like college football is such a foreign entity it's not real life and so it's like uh you read on twitter that uh 1037 the buzz goes bankrupt and so now you're like well do i have a job is what's going on with this what is wh- what's going on and yeah. now that's not the case i mean that it was unverified it, it people may have jumped the gun but i mean that's all i can think it's, it's basically like Losing your job, not knowing what's next for you. And so it's definitely something you can't worry about because if you start looking at the future, you're going to overlook this week's game. And then you're not going to be ready for this week or next week's game. And so um, I said earlier in the year that you have to take it week by week. And that's hard to do this late in the season, just because um, like you've said, we're, we're not in contention for bowl eligibility. Everyone's kind of turning their eyes towards basketball season, towards baseball season next year for football. And we still have two games left. And so you can't, you can't be focused on anything except what's in front of you. So I can't worry about, honestly, I can't worry about the game on Saturday. I have to worry about practice tomorrow. I have to worry about going to bed and doing homework right now, because that's, that's what's in front of me. And so you just gotta keep approach every day like that, every task like that. And eventually it'll all work out for better or for worse.
1: Well, and I don't mean to like bring up a uh, bad memories or anything, but <laughs> you brought it up and I, I thought it was fascinating. Cause I've, you know, you said you went through a process where there was a coaching change and I'm sure you're hoping that there's not going to be a coaching change where you have to go through that again. But since you went through it at your previous place, just as a player though, you said you found out on Twitter, social media is the first time you heard it, just the next 24 hours or something like that. I mean, what is that like? Is it, are you just texting people and trying to figure out what's going on? Do you get any sort of contact from position coaches Uh, talking to teammates. I mean, what does that uh, look like whenever that happens, especially when it's in the middle of the season?
0: So the last time I went through a coaching change, uh, I went through two coaching changes in the season. Um, It was 2021 at the university of Florida. The first coaching change, I actually was at dinner with my wife. Uh, She was then at the time, my girlfriend, we were eating hibachi and we sat down and we ordered and I got a phone call from my position coach letting me know he had been fired and it came out of the blue. in my opinion, because I was young and naive, I didn't really know these things went on, but I was speaking with some of the older guys and they were like, no, he, you don't remember the last meeting we had with him. And he was alluding to it pretty heavily. And I was like, well, yeah, but that didn't, I didn't think in my head that that was actually going to happen. And they were like, no, that was his way of telling you to be ready. And I was like, "Oh, okay. But um, so then After I received the phone call, then I immediately texted all my buddies on the offensive line if they had found out what they knew, and uh, we we ended up having the head coach and the GA at the time, kind of co uh, offensive line coach, and we went through the next two weeks, I believe, just running that system, and it worked for a time, and then uh, it was after Missouri in 2021 where I went through another coaching change, Um, and that one was honestly. It was more difficult because now I was, I lost my position coach and my head coach. And so I was, we all had very little guidance per se for the final week and bowl season of the year. Um, So actually I was eating at Sonny's, which is a barbecue joint in Florida. And uh, we got a Teamworks message that we had a team meeting, like a surprise emergency team meeting at 2.30. And that's when I knew something happened. We didn't know exactly what was going on. But um, <laughs> you could kind of tell just with how the year had gone. And so after we got the TeamWorks message, then I saw it on Twitter and we all kind of connected the dots. And then actually, so when my head coach was fired, the, the interim head coach was Greg Knox, who is the running backs coach at Mississippi State, who was just named the interim head coach of Mississippi State. Uh, And I was joking with my dad this morning because if he beats Mississippi, if he beats Ole Miss as the interim head coach, he would go down in history as the best interim head coach of all time because he beat FSU when he was at Florida. And uh, those are two big rivalry games that are pretty cool to be the head coach of. But uh, um, honestly, when, when you go through a coaching change, uh, I can remember just sitting and I went to the top of our stadium and just sat and, and looked out at the stadium and, because I'm a, a Christian, I, I prayed, spent some time in the Bible. Just I had to reassure myself that even though there's so much unknown in my life at the time, ultimately I believe that God has a plan for me in my life. And just relying on his guidance and his grace and his mercy, that everything in my life will ultimately pan out for his glory. And just personally having to be all right with that. Um, I mean, it's a struggle. Uh, I mean, I was talking with my wife and I was saying, you know, I I never imagined this would be how my college career would go. But I mean, I think this is this is college football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone likes to think that it's winning national championships, winning uh divisional championships and and all that. But I think if you look at the majority of college football, it's it's a grind. It's you you, you do everything you can to win and sometimes you lose. And you just have to keep fighting and keep striving for bettering yourself, bettering of the team, and just keep pushing on to the goal.
1: So now, now knowing that and just uh, more of a positive note, I guess we could say, it's uh, like moving forward. Um, just how do you feel about everything? I know you're disappointed. I know you, you've you been, you know, talked about how you wish the season was better. You, you, I'm sure the entire team, everybody does, but just you personally, where, where's your feeling at? How do you feel about in the final two games of the season? Is it something you're still confident in, still can confident go out and win, still confident that you guys can get the job done? I mean, what's your confidence level like in just you, the team, and everything that you're doing right now?
0: I mean, we, we still have two games left. These are real, live football games. They're not, they're not going to come out and be like, hey, I know you all had a bad season, so you're just, you don't have to play. You're good. So, I mean, it's you prepare. Like, you have every week this year, you, you prepare better than you did last week you prepare better than you did you did the day before if you if you feel like you haven't been watching enough film so that you you don't are you aren't 100 percent certain in the game plan or what the defense is doing then you need to watch more film if if you need to go back and touch on the fundamentals that you've lost throughout the season you need to go back to the the basis of what your position is and, and relearn your fundamentals it's i mean we still have two games left they're they're actual football games that I mean, fans are going to judge you based on the outcome of these two games. Scouts are going to judge you on the the outcome of these two games. It's Once you start looking ahead, y- you lose what's in front of you. I mean, we, <laughs> I'm going to repeat it many times, but we still have two football games left. The, the season is not over. We still have to strive to win and put the work in. And at the end of the day, when I'm 60, 70 years old, I'm going to talk about the 2023 football season when I was at Arkansas and my kids or grandkids are going to be asked, well, what happened at the end of the year? Did did y'all just quit? Or did you keep fighting? And hopefully I'm going to tell them that we kept fighting and it'll be a life lesson for them one day.
1: Well, it certainly be the hope You get two games left. (laughs) And uh, I know that uh, you guys are going to work really hard, especially uh, knowing that uh, both these games being at home and uh, wanting to get back on it and, and finish really strong. But Josh, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Uh, Good luck this weekend, and we look forward to catching up with you next week and uh, talking a little bit about the season finale against Missouri. Looking forward to it.
0: So am I. Thank you for having me
1: on